Welcome to Sonderlings. Integrating Troika system. Let the bioride begin. Hey folks, welcome back to Sonderlings. I'm Danny, Jacob, Carly, DB, blah blah blah. We're uh, gonna be playing games and doing things. Uh, we yes. are in the middle of a mushroom grove. Fun fact, last episode saw our trio of brave adventurers venturing into just uncharted territory, but completely uncharted because a pink mist escaped a cracked orb and swept them into a magical mushroom grove where they met Bossen, a weird... Not actually English, but I do a kind of weird English accent for him that I'm going to have to remember at some point. Uh, and they're trying to kick some ruffians out of the forest, not using super, you know, combative moves to do so, because there's 15 of them and they're going to die. Like we saw last episode when Vigor died and he wasn't going to get recharged by his map pre, but then Pith actually ate one of the hourglass mushrooms and it started the loop again. So yeah, we're doing a weird sort of like loop thing. So sue me, it's fun. All right. The three of you are wandering into the mushroom forest. You came back to the beginning of the loop. You talked to Boston again. He basically was like, oh yes, like here's your hourglass mushroom shoe, make them go away. And... Now you have to figure out exactly how you're going to accomplish that. Are we going to reconnoiter a little bit? Are we going to just bumble face first into the problem again? What are we doing? Well, I have a sneaking suspicion that we should probably be a little bit more cautious this time. Well, we should definitely not challenge him to Rochambeau. He's afraid, <laughs> and what he fears, he fights. Perhaps a trap would be good. I could use the powers of magic to blind them, and we could push them over. Maybe into, like, a, a pitfall or something. So, so listen, buddy, I feel like the only one that fell into a pitfall last time around was you, and I think maybe this time uh, our buddy Nimbus, with his uh, more passive approach... Maybe a better person to take some advice from. I don't know. We were told, if anything, from those visions that, you, unfortunately, you didn't happen to see, that uh, it's probably best that we split this group up into three different parties of, you know, around five. Uh, Nimbus, you got any ideas on how we might distract some of them, pull them apart from the main group? I really don't have any ideas until I see what they're doing. I really want to, like, make sure that nobody is carrying any... Everybody's got their belt buckles taped up, and we can just get in there and like get a good look at what they're doing right now and then start to come up with a plan. All right, well, maybe we can go ahead and try to find quickly this time, I say with a strong side eye at my friend Vigor. <laughs> maybe we can find a little bit of cover and get out of the way, make sure we're quiet. Uh, luckily, you remembered to leave that staff of yours that's been jingling about with a mm -hmm. good uh, fungi yeah. buddy. Um, might be a little bit easier this time. Um, 
So I try to make sure that all of my stuff is tucked away in a way that doesn't make too much noise while I'm moving. And I am making my best effort to kind of be quiet. And I start to kind of move into some of the, I don't know, mushroom brush. Is that a thing that exists? Some some mossy area that maybe has a little bit more cover? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know things. <laughs> I mean, I do know things, but there's not like, think of it more of like old growth woods. So there's not much brush it's just mushrooms of varying sizes okay, so there's well, I... like little clusters of you know mushrooms that would be about like seven or eight feet tall like thickets of mushrooms almost but there's not like a bunch just hordes of them okay. so i look for like a little thicket that's kind of relatively close to the walking path that we remember them kind of coming down last time um and as soon as i am kind of tucked within one of these like seven feet kind of tall grove areas um i kind of peek my head out at nimbus and i go oh buddy you'll never believe how moist and cozy it is in here it's like i'm home again come on come on <laughs> i think there's room <laughs> ew <laughs> so are there like birds and stuff is this a populated are there I like mean, anthropomorphic mushroom birds there are no anthropomorphic mushroom birds okay there's definitely wildlife, but it's of the more, like, esoteric varieties. So there's lots of, like, really big millipedes and, okay, like, a lot of, like, skinks and salamanders and sort of, like, but the, they look kind of like skinks and salamanders, but they're, they're up to, like, four or five feet long. They're just very vibrantly colored and they kind of chitter it's nice. a weird thing um there it are... almost sounds like the uh prayers people used to make the sermons to my god on my homeland chitters of the dragonflies and the insects Mwah! beautiful <laughs> so there are also flying creatures uh they are gonna be more in the like bats and flying reptilian range of things there's not much like mammalian life here mostly More like, of the reptilian amphibious sort like of like moths with long tentacle legs and stuff lots like that. of moths okay yeah Love it. big ones nice. too like two foot wingspans yeah very cool okay I was just curious before I crawl into this thicket <laughs> you like is there gonna be a giant spider or something that's gonna eat me yeah so I warily, I warily join, I warily join, join Pith in the in the thicket, trying to keep my voluminous robes. Voluminous is that right? Voluminous. Voluminous. Yeah. That's a mixture. That is a that's a portmanteau. That's got to be. Is it luminous and voluminous combined? I'm going to dictionary.com. And I'm looking up voluminous. Please, because I like don't struggle with words this much. Having many coils, convolutions, or windings. Oh, I like that. As you tuck yourself into this thicket, um, you notice that Pith is aggressively kind of rubbing his back and arms against some of these large mushroom things. Uh, it almost seems like he's trying to rub some spores all over himself. Yeah. Get a little at home in the thicket. You weirdo. Uh, I'm from a bog, okay? <laughs> yeah, I know you're from a bog. You're still weird. 
I'm right. I'm a Troikan. I think I'm supposed to be. <laughs> so what is Vigor doing while all of this chicanery is happening? I am looking to see if there is because we we know like the general area where those people should be coming from, right? And so God. given the timeline and with the mushroom, we should be able to figure out where the I am looking around for something to climb. Because I want a vantage point to spot these people and look at you know, look at their behavior. What are, what kind of activity are they doing? So I'm looking for something to climb. I put my weapon on my back, rub my hands together eagerly, and I don't know if there are just trees or only mushrooms. Big it's mushroom trees, big, I believe. Only mushrooms, but there are some that are like the size of redwoods. Anthropomorphic right. mushroom trees. No anthropomorphic mushroom trees. Listen, we're dreaming, okay? We just want to meet more fun guys. <laughs> I, one wing oh, I wanna... you do. So much. You can decidedly climb some of these <laughs> mushrooms. They are okay. going to be more towards, like, the spongy, like... They're mushrooms. They're fungus. So they're not mm -hmm. like deciduous trees. They're, you know, you can kind of worm your fingers in and get handholds and climb up. Okay. So it wouldn't require. But I do head. need a. Is there a check. climb? Yeah. Is there a climb in this game? Oh, there is a climb in this game. And if you yeah. don't have the advanced Maybe. skill, you will just be rolling a skill check. Gotcha. Yeah. So I rolled an eight and I have a skill of six. You so... fail. So fail. you are right now pulling a Bilbo scampering around the base of the tree while the wargs come to snap at your heels. We'll start me Harder than I thought. Yes. I, I, tr I turn to Nimbus uh, quickly, like, all of a sudden stirring from my ecstasy of rolling in these spores, and I say, uh, <laughs> buddy, buddy, where's our, uh, where's our rascally bud? Is he still out there? You might want to grab him. <laughs> I don't know. We're gonna keep in between us, or like take turns, or take shifts, or something. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. I'm like trying to like throw little globs of mushroom at you because there's not really much that <laughs> has substance in this forest, like little handfuls of moss. But hey, so you Be can going. definitely hear movement down the trail towards where these interlopers are kind of camped. Uh, it doesn't sound like many people. It sounds like maybe one or two at the most. Uh, and they seem to be sort of furtively sneaking in this direction. Okay. What are we doing? I am doing my best to stay out of sight in this tall grove. Uh, does it seem at all like from what we can discern? I mean, I'm not sure if I can discern anything from inside of this. <laughs> this grove that I'm currently standing in, but if I were to take a little peek, can I, I tell whether or not they seem to you be can't actively... can't see them yet. Okay. You can hear them. I was trying to give you a moment before they show up and spot no. Vigor. I'm, but... I am still, I'm still in the grove urging Nimbus to grab him. I'm too yeah. into the spores. I, <laughs> is Vigor within range for me to, like, grab him and pull him? Vigor? Yeah, I mean, if, if you could, if you could have gotten my attention, I would have uh, looked over at you Thought that you were just scared without me by your side, and come over to comfort you. It's okay. Yeah. If, like, that's if, great. Yes, I need someone to snuggle. Come worry. in here, please. <laughs> I shan't leave you, my boy. We're going to safe when I am around. Very silently snuggle in here, okay? <laughs> so, as you are muttering niceties into each other's ears, 
uh, you see a lone figure kind of crest the hill at the end of the path. And they are furtively looking back towards where the camp is, like they're sneaking away from their compatriots. And you see them kind of get over the crest of this hill and stop on the side of one of these giant mushroom trunks facing you, so like they would be hiding from the group down there. And you see them stop and intently listen, and none of you hear anything. And you can see them kind of vis visibly relax and then move to the side and kind of scurry up a small, it's about an eight or nine foot tall mushroom with a cap that appears to be just big enough to house a poorly made dwarf, which is what this figure is. And they appear to be attempting to shirk their responsibilities and take a nap atop this mushroom. Nice. Oh, love to see it. So um, I want to uh, lean over as I see this and kind of nudge Nimbus just a little bit and whispering. I want to say, uh, I guess I'm not the only one who's comfortable in this grove, huh? Let's give it a few. I bet we could get him real easy. I think to myself about how lazy poorly made dwarves are and that, that postmaster back at the university. And I shake my head. No, oh, I'll get this one. This one's no, uh, what, what was the one's name at the, at the post office? Bo, uh, bingo. Bingo was his bingo. name, though. Bingo. How could you forget? Right. And, <laughs> yeah. and bingo was not the postmaster. He was the postmaster's no, yeah, security. Yeah, yeah. Good thing it's not that one. <laughs> yeah. No, it is not bingo. You don't know this one's name-o. This one, right. I assume, is a relatively smallish version of Bingo, too. Bingo yeah, is a it's giant. It's a smallish. <laughs> it's actually a very small, uh, poorly made dwarf. It's probably about three foot eight. I mean, it's sleeping in a mushroom, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, okay. So I, so I kind of pull you guys in and say, do you guys think we could catch him? But yes, is that a, is that a competition? I shall catch him no, no, much no, no, before no. you. V Vigo, Vigo, no. This is a team effort. No internal competition. We're working together on this one. No solo acts. I will not have it. Shush, shush, shush. And if I take some of me, my... I take some of my... First. I take my spore-covered hand and I just rub it over your mouth in a way to tell you to be quiet. And then turn back <laughs> It just slides across the mask I'm wearing. Yeah, it's real. It's real slimy, polleny. One might say your face is covered in some like greenish yellow spores now. <laughs> I turn back. I turn you back to Nimbus, <laughs> and I say, um, "Well, I guess we didn't actually discuss whether or not we were supposed to be capturing or taking these guys out, but I do feel like capturing and bringing them back to to our good friends, Boston, is probably." a more ethical take on the request. So I'm down. This guy seems like he's not a big hassle. Let's tie him up. He's tiny. I was thinking, so, I was, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, I was thinking more in the line of just like finding out something about this crew. You know, I mean, like we might, I guess taking him back is really the only option we got after that. But. So Vigor, I assume that while they're huddled up talking about this, you're just slinking off to go, Win the competition. 
Well, yeah. I mean, I've got to get them distracted. And so I I think what I would I would try and do is get them, probably point something out to them. But is that another one over there? Right. See, like, there's something roughly. And then when they turn their backs and they go to investigate, I want to go slink off in the sleeping dwarf. I mean, I got to get him because I'm not about to lose to these two. I mean, that's yeah. that's that's obvious. That complete it's night sense. and day obvious. Right, so since I'm deep in this conversation with uh, with Nimbus, and I've probably already distracted myself with that, plus the slight, like, oh, did you see something over there? We get distracted for a second. Should I go ahead and roll, like, a awareness check? No. Nope. <laughs> Whether or not he's gotten away? Do I notice that he's slinked off? <laughs> no. He's just okay. going to get away. I, uh, I'm starting to kind of rummage through my bag to see if I have anything we could even tie this man up with. And I am starting to realize that we don't have rope. We didn't bring any from the ship. I don't have any on me. <laughs> and so I turn back to Nimbus and I say, well, Nimby, so I, I don't know if you stocked up on any of the supplies from the ship. I had kind of unloaded some of my stuff into that lowest subsection. And I definitely don't have any of those tree ropes. I mean, if I had been a little smarter, I guess I would have packed some. Do you happen to have anything we could tie this guy with? So I pull out of my bag and turn around and I have the net and beater. So I've got the big net. I'm like, I think this would work. And then if we have to, we can use this. But hopefully we could just get him with the net. And, uh, hey, where's Vigor? Yes. They're never expected. I'm already ahead of them. Close to the dwarf, I can see it. There it is. Foolish. They're so easily distracted. As if I was to lose a competition to the boy and the toe. Never. Never. Not while I stand on my own two feet. And I'm, I'm like, creeping along the, the forest floor, keeping my eyes jumping from shadow to shadow. As I watch what I assume is just a comfortable-looking gnome, just enjoying a, a nice afternoon nap. And I'm, like, scheming yeah. and scowling to myself. Absolutely. I've basically got the 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 cronk in Emperor's New Groove. I, that's what I was just thinking. Oh, he's doing some theme right music. Now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so you are at the base of the mushroom that this poorly made dwarf is in. It's probably about 80 yards away from the thicket from whence you came. And... We're going to resolve what you're doing in a moment, but we're going to cut back to your companions and see how they're reacting to the, the shenanigans. So, uh, as soon as you ask me where our friend Vigor has gone, I let out a deep, low sigh. <laughs> and I, with narrowed eyes, uh, whisper, well, my best guess would be off to cause some chaos. Let's go find him, huh? And I like I kind of grab your wrist and peek my head out of the edge of the little thicket that we're standing in. Um, I'm assuming I can see him crawling and talking to himself. Uh, is that valid? Well, you can't see that he's talking to himself, but you can okay. see him at the base <laughs> of this mushroom. Okay. Preparing to pounce on the unknowing, poorly made dwarf. So I I kind of real quick grab Nimbus's shoulder and I whisper over to you, uh, do we just let him get himself killed again and keep trying, or I, I guess we got to stop him, right? <laughs> okay, so so paint this picture for me real quick, Danny. So the mushroom mm -hmm. is how tall? It's about eight, nine feet tall. 
Okay. So he's at the base of this and he's going to like try to jump up and maybe grab an ankle or something like theoretically well, from our perspective, not putting words in Vigor's mouth, but what does it look like? He's, it, it looks like he's climbing up this mushroom. So one thing like Vigor and we can cut over to you right now. One thing that you notice as you get here is it looks like this is a regular hiding place for this dwarf. Like, there are hand and footholds cut into the stalk and uh, the cap of this mushroom. And they are there are about twice as many as you would need, because the thing's about half your size. And so, you could very easily, like, without even doing a climb check, you can get up to the top. Nice. Okay. All right. So then, yeah, I, I'm imagining that the poorly made dwarf has one of those, uh, you know, slow and um, regular kind of almost comical snores. It's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> you know, and so I'm, I'm listening to that. And with each footfall that I get closer and closer and I hear this, it's like tantalizing. I just want to snatch this dwarf up. Um, so my plan because it's not too big, right? My my initial plan is to see if I can just uh, like grab it, throw a hand over its its mouth so it can't yell off, just yank it from the from the mushroom top, and maybe like grab it and pull it off, and so I like fall with it and land on it. I I want to like knock the air out of it so it can't scream out. I would get you to test luck for that. So go ahead and roll your luck. Hopefully. You succeed. Ooh, I rolled a four, and I've got a luck of nine. Yeah. Oh, but I've used luck twice, so I actually have seven right now, but it's still four on a seven. So yeah, you succeed. You manage to collar this poorly made dwarf, and you kind of do a thing where you like grab his collar in one hand, one hand over the mouth, drag him off of the mushroom cap, fall less on him, but more with him beneath you, so your weight isn't landing on him. Uh, but it does knock the air out of him, and he is just completely wide-eyed, staring at you, shaking, terrified, because he thought he was going for a nap. At the worst, he expected to be woken up by a supervisor being like, what the hell are you doing? Get your ass back to work. And now instead, he has just this steel visage about an inch from his face, just glaring down at him. And he, he's, he faints. Like, straight <laughs> up just faints. Just terrified, poor little guy. So I, I kind of saunter over and I'm like, you think your salt stick would work? Like, try running it under his nose. I also like that you went from a full, like, you, you, like I'm assuming a sprint over there to try to stop him to, like, ah, and like a sonder, and you're like, what about the salt stick? <laughs> exactly. Okay. So I, I stand proudly, hands on my hips, and I point down to the poorly made dwarf and say, Zee, I told you I could catch him first. You still have much to learn there, Nimby. You uh -huh. too. He's trying to keep up with you. <laughs> okay, yes, well, <laughs> that's why they call me the Dwarf Napper. Wow. <laughs> that's going to stick. Yes, well, 
It's all about the nomenclature. Is it oh, a nappy? God. Oh, God. That's definitely one. <laughs> the nomenclature. Okay, all right. No, that's <laughs> a napping. Oh, it's two. That's, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so that's napping. absolutely two. I lose. Yeah, because I think dwarf napper ca- counts too. Because like yeah, dwarf napping napper dwarf napper absolutely counts because he rendered him unconscious. So that's and he was a napping, napping dwarf. So that's the episode. We're yeah, <laughs> we're done. So uh, upon you making this whole speech, Vigor, um, I have walked up behind Nimbus, hands all four of them on my hips, uh, and I am glaring at you. With a real aggressive, fatherly-like expression. Um, and I sore say... Loser. As you say, sore loser, I go out and with two of my forehands, cup your mouth. And I say, listen, my friends, you cannot be talking that loud over here. There's still a whole encampment and a guy that's barely knocked out. Uh, and then as I say that, I put one of my remaining hands, fingers up in the air and I go, oh, I know what might work like a rope. And I reach down to my hip and grab my whip because I completely forgot that I had that until just now. <laughs> and I use it to kind of hog tie his like feet. <laughs> you know, that seems appropriate. Yeah. And then I turn back to Nimbus and I say, uh, "Hey, friend, you got any spare cloth in any of those pockets?" Let's roll for that. Let's, Let's do it. What is it? Test lock for that. Yeah. Once I want to like shove some cloth in his mouth so he can't yell. <laughs> like... Okay. Listen, I mean, if we're not going to kill him and we're going to take him captive, which is basically what we discussed, I mean, I'm all for the combat, but this seems like, in a case in Young Gotti, for example, this would this would be called a mistrial. All right? Actually, I'm not no going to roll combat. for it. I'm going to take one of my socks off okay. oh. and stick it in his mouth. As you okay. do that, I let out an audible gasp, and I say, you're going to dirty one of your socks, friend? Oh, I mean... I'll happily take it, but I'm I'm so surprised. I, I shove it right in his mouth. Yeah, make sure it's nice and secure. That seems backwards from normal reasoning. I'm assuming this is something that I felt when I was a zoanthrope was a problem. <laughs> oh well, I mean, you did have a pretty large sock collection. I don't know if you encountered it on the ship, but you had a lot. <laughs> One for every occasion, I could say. You know, I think it kind of kept you in the right headspace, made you feel like It'd yourself. If it'd be cleaner, we could probably almost just pull the whole thing over his head. He's not a big guy. I mean, and I, I try to stretch this sock. How stretchy is the sock? <laughs> um, well, Should I test my, test my luck? <laughs> it, it is stretchy enough to go over this poorly made dwarf's head. This poor, poorly made dwarf. I nod and I go, I like the way you think, buddy. And I... <laughs> Slide it over his head like a big cat. And you shove some of the extra in his mouth. Just a little. Like, so he can still maybe breathe. <laughs> Garish maybe Lama breathe. Now. Maybe <laughs> breathe. You absolute monster. Okay. <laughs> so you can't hear anything coming from the camp. You have a a literally passed out, like fainted from fright, poorly made dwarf. Hogtied with a whip, with a sock over his head like a toboggan that you've then pulled the rest of it down and shoved the remainder in his mouth so that he can, quote-unquote, maybe breathe. What are we doing now, crazy people? I take this this wrapped dwarf and I throw him over my shoulder with two of my forearms. And I look look at the group and I say, uh, should we bring him back to Boston? I don't know if this is... 
<laughs> exactly what he was looking for, but at least we could question him in privacy further from the encampment. <laughs> I, have a, I have an idea. Something has struck me. Uh, I take the dwarf from you, I set it down, and I, and I usher you away, like out of earshot from it, in case he wakes up. And I deliver to you my plan, which is, I shall make a small camp, and the dwarf shall be there, and he shall appear as my prisoner, and it will be you two who shall be the heroes in this story. As I make preparations in the camp, you shall come from behind and clobber me against the head, knocking me unconscious. <laughs> I give you a big wink. And then you shall rescue the dwarf, gaining his trust and his undying friendship. This is not the way that I expected your plan to go, uh, Vigor, but I kind of like it. You know what? I kind of like it, buddy. I think that might work. And I turned to, I turned to <laughs> Nimbus, and in a very low whisper, uh, cupping my hand, I go, at least he'll be out of the game for a bit, and he can't keep causing such a ruckus, right? <laughs> with a bit of a wink, like, if we knock him out with a club. <laughs> yeah, I'm down with that. Okay. <laughs> well, whatever we do, let's just make it quick. Because I feel like we need to hurry up and get this. They're going to notice he's gone, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, points. You better build that encampment real fast, Vigor. <laughs> I say laughing in, in character. <laughs> so, um, I find a, a spot that's like, uh, you know, maybe there's like a little, a little kind of wall of, of mushrooms or something. I, I just want to build a small little campfire or not, not even have it lit, but just have like a little spot with a campfire where, where it would be. I have my, my weapon leaning up against a, a tall mushroom and, uh, and I, I, I'd pick a, a camp where it's an easy place for them to hide, right? So, because obviously, I mean, who could really sneak up on me? I'm, I'm very alert all the time. So I have to make it really, really convenient for them. And, uh, and so I've got, the, I've got the gnome resting, and I splash some water on his face once I've got all this prepared. No, 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 and no, no, no. I, I want we're, to. We're going to paint this narrative picture. Okay. Yeah. Because this is okay. some ridiculousness happening, <laughs> and you're not going to get to just go go on with your own story yeah. here. I just built up a camp. It's fine. Yeah. No big deal. Yeah. Right. I just do so, all these things. We have a bell so, on so... the ship. Like. <laughs> <laughs> so, right, so I brought the bell with me. Of Listen, course. it's um, Vigor's world. We're all just living in it, right? right. Isn't that? Finally, now you understand. <laughs> Come back next week when I'm not even here. It's just the three of them because I'm redundant. Listen, I've been talking to Jacob about doing an April Fool's episode one time, like down the road, where we just do come on and pretend to be you without saying anything. So I think this can work. <laughs> I'm cool with it. So uh, You just play Vigor. <laughs> like... I think that next week we should all move one spot around... That's, that's basically, and so yeah. it puts Jacob in the position of GM. DB becomes Nimbus. Carly, you become Vigor, and I become Pith. And I think this is a fantastic idea. I was gonna say next time we all died, like I said, it would be hilarious if like you and I had worked it out beforehand. Where next time we all die, you show up and you like are talking kind of like Nimbus, and you're like. What's happened? And I just go, roll luck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's all going to happen. So here's what's happening at the camp. 
Um, so you have, I will say this, you're basically just trying to do rudimentary things. You would understand that these are all fungi. They're not going to burn like a traditional fire. So building a campfire is is not actually a viable option. Uh, it would actually probably only make you look like a complete idiot in this situation. Okay. And so you're like, ah, ah, I don't have to do that. And so basically you just like prop the, the poorly made dwarf up against one of these mushroom stalks and kind of like lop another one off to create a seat for yourself and are just sitting there with your back to some pretty like good thickets and uh, and you're just sort of like head of your axe on the ground in front of you menacingly staring at this poor creature with your 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 steel visage in front of them. Meanwhile, I'd assume that Pith and Nimbus are waiting for you to be like, oh, you're awake, and then... See, you think, you might assume that Pith would be sitting around waiting, uh, but you would be wrong. Uh, Pith is, in fact, turned to Nimbus and said, as soon as our friend Vigor has got over and start making a camp, which I assume as a you know, relatively new humanoid, could take a while. Um, so I whisper to Nimbus, I say, I'm going to go a little closer to the encampment and see if I can get my eyes on their setup. I'm going to do it real sneaky. Just come let me know, throw a little moss my way or something when he's finally done. I'm sure this will take a sec. So I want to go up and at least just get like a scouting of what the encampment up ahead looks like and see if there's activity or if anybody's moving, that kind of a thing. Okay. So you are heading off doing that. Uh, Vigor is working on campy things. Nimbus, what are you doing? Um, I take off my voluminous robes and smear my entire upper body with mud. And I've decided <laughs> that I'm going to come out like some kind of <laughs> primitive um, when, I, when I club Vigor. To pretend like I'm some kind of like primitive local or something. Are you gonna leave one sock on? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'll okay. leave one sock on. Important. I'll leave like, but I've got like handprints and stuff on me, like with the mud, and I've like painted my forearms or something, like half my face. Okay, a little tribal, real, like real classy. Yeah. Um, what are you using for a club? Uh, the the um beater, the net and beater. Okay. okay. Cool. It's just so, a big ball, wall, wall, wall. It, it wouldn't even yeah. like I could I could smack him. It would sound good, and it would not hurt at all. Okay, <laughs> so basically, you're gonna smack him and hope that he sells it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, and hopefully, not in a Shakespearean actor kind of sells it because because <laughs> I feel yeah. like that's what might happen. Whoa, is me? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. No, that's exactly what's gonna happen. I've been instructed. <laughs> so. Cut to Pith, who is. Give me a skill check because I want to know if you're if you're actually sneaking. Assuming, yeah, I don't have sneak anymore. So two fives a ten, which is I'm pretty sure under my thing. So I am not very sneaky. My skill is a five. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. So you're not being very sneaky. Um. But 
while you were doing that, I did a quick check. You aren't actually rolling versus anybody because they don't have anybody on watch. And so it's kind of inconsequential. Yeah, you're being a little bit loud, but nobody's actively looking for you. No one's noticed that their watchman is currently hogtied. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. Love to see it. Love to see it. So you're approaching the camp. It is... So there's a few tents in a small clearing. It doesn't look like... Like, the noises that you're hearing are them kind of starting this project. It looks like there was some sort of weird time sort of magic thing that happened with the mist that brought you here in the first place. And you are just seeing the felling of the first of these giant mushrooms. So maybe if you move really quick, you could prevent, prevent any damage to this grove. But you're seeing this thing topple over and it is huge and it's damaging other mushrooms as it comes down, obviously. And you see that there is an intensely woven sort of collection of mushrooms in this very weird sort of grotto under a, like an overhang of the ground. It's almost like it's been eaten out into the hill. And then all these mushrooms just tangled together and grew in there. And you can't really see what's at the back, but you can tell that in there is is what they're after. That's, you know, they have the crews working on toppling these giant mushrooms, but there it appears that the dwarf that you noticed last time that gave the order to for the archers to fire at Vigor, the dwarf is preoccupied with what's in that little grotto. So, um, and I can see this man, this being that was kind of in charge before. Um, are there a bunch of other people right around him, like directly around him? Is he yeah, like, like a cluster? I mean, everybody's working. There are a couple of people that, like if this were, if we were to equivocate this to a construction site, you would assume that he's like the head contractor. There are a couple of foremen right next to him and everybody else is kind of grunts doing grunt work. Okay. So. So, I'm gonna make, I'm gonna make a move, and it's risky. I look okay. behind my shoulder. I don't see Nimbus or Vigor coming closer. It seems like Vigor no. is still busy doing his campy setup. Nimbus is distracted, and I tuck my body behind one of the trees, or well, mushroom trees, <laughs> trying to make sure that I at least like have a bit of cover. And eyeing down the man who I recognize as the person who murdered my new friend. I've already lost one buddy once, probably permanently as far as I know. I've lost a woman to the humpback skies in the past. I will not have these men come after my boys again. I'm glad to have Vigor back with us, but I know that this guy seems to be in charge. So I start to whisper under my breath a small prayer to Papa. Old Papa Sharp from the bog. And I am asking him for the ability to go ahead and try to cast a spell. Um, basically calling forth some, like, divine intervention. I want to try to cast Cockroach on okay. this man. Um, I don't want to turn him into a cockroach because I think it just says that I can turn him into a humiliated animal. So I would like him to be a small frog. Small frog. Okay. Seems fitting. 
Roll it. So I want to try to I want to try to cast it. Okay, so I rolled a four on a five. Do I turn this man into a frog? Please tell me I do. <laughs> um, I mean, that's what the text of the book says. So this man's a frog. Yes. Oh, yes. I kiss the boggy, swampy ground beneath my feet and try to lay as low as possible hard down there. Stay out of sight. So the the <laughs> camp is just chaos. Like people are screaming and shouting and running around. Um, the yes, there, <laughs> yeah. So it's just it's 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 absolute chaos. You hear very alarmed croaking and riveting from the alcove that kind of ends in a squeak. Um. Oh. Yeah. And and then you hear someone go, oh, no. And everybody gets really quiet. And then there's murmuring. And then somebody goes, did you just step on the boss? So at that, from my ground spot, hopefully out of sight, no promises. <laughs> I try to usher in the lowest kind of frog-like growl I can um, a statement, quite a loud statement. Um, I can't throw my voice. I'm not a ventriloquist. So I'm trying, but probably failing. And I yell from the depths of my belly, uh, <laughs> leave now or this will be all of your fates. And then I start really quickly crawling backwards <laughs> towards my friends. <laughs> Test lock immediately. Okay. Uh, I rolled a four and a three, so a seven on a nine. Wait. Yeah, seven on a nine. Okay, so, so you're, math, right? you are... Oh, God. I don't know how this works. <laughs> like... I mean, I'm bloodied. I definitely use some blood magic. Papa took a little whip. I lost five health, but no, I also like, could have. <laughs> I don't. Like, I don't see. I don't see thirteen people running away in terror. Yeah. Because <laughs> oh, you know I, what I mean. Like I, I could see I a would, few of them. Well, what I'm hoping is that they at least scatter, and we can will, start picking these boys off. I will give you one this. by one. <laughs> I have three dice here. They're all different colors, alright? Okay. One of them will be for going, basically like, we'll just call it east, one of them's going west, and one of them is who stays in camp. Alright, so we're rolling east. Six of them go east. And four of them go west. So three of them stay in camp. So six went east, and west is four. That totals 13, because one of them was a frog for a few brief moments and then was trod upon and has been inhumed. And one of them is, well, we're cutting back to them right now because they're regaining consciousness in your clutches, Vigor. Yeah, so I want to, I want to frighten this dwarf so badly. Because his, you know, he was, he fell asleep, nice, warm, little sunny spot on top of a comfortable, familiar mushroom cap. And I want Vigor to 
embody uh, like a, a living nightmare. And so the the dwarf, I imagine, wakes up and and he's he you know he can't move and he can't scream out and he sees this. No, um, he doesn't see anything. The sock is pulled over his head. He never removed it. In fact, I believe what you really did was pseudo waterboard this dwarf while still in a sock. Yeah. Well, I haven't, I, I haven't poured water on him yet, but yeah. No. Okay. Well, then, then if I see him squirm, then I, I come over. And obviously, Vigo is acting a little out of character, right? He He's getting into this character that he's doing, and he's playing the demon, right? He's not usually a demon. He thinks he's a really stand-up guy, actually. But now, he is... He is a demon. And so he, he, you know, like hunches and skulks over and he takes his clawed hand and he rips the sock, uh, you know, roughly from the dwarf's head. And he stares with burning eyes through his mask. And he says, you are awake. It is good, for I was hungry. And it is much more feeling to hear your screams and to consume a tortured soul, you see? And I kind of, like, run a, f- a hand a- across his face. <laughs> I am the darkness. I am the frayed and burnt shadowy edges of the lost soul, you see? And with trembling hands, I'm, like, reaching and, like, clawing and pulling at his, his flesh. And his you are flesh. So- <laughs> yeah, his flabby little, his cute little, like, rosy cheeks. Yes, you shall be delicious. I have to thank you, of course, I say, as I I walk around and and, um, uh, walk kind of like a ring around him. And I I tell him that I was trapped, you see, but it was your dream that released me. Your wonderful dream released me (laughs) from that prison. And for that, I shall be ever grateful to you. You see, I shall carve your name onto my very flesh. What is your name, Orf? What is your name? You're getting nothing. Like, <laughs> like there is an acrid smell of ammonia in the air because this poor, poor creature has just very much peed themselves in terror. They're not talking. They're absolutely terrified. Listen, oh, you I give think... even more <laughs> for your silence. I see it as a challenge. Do not worry. You shall be screaming loudly enough soon. Let me just go get my toy. And I, I like, uh, turn my head in, like, a quick and, like, jolting manner. You know, it's like, the things I do, I'm, like, I'm imagining one of those, like, creepy demons that, you know, he, like, moves very rigid yeah. and, and quick and snap-like. Uh, and so I, like, snap my head to the side and then I, I slowly turn it back to him. And I get on all fours and I crawl up really close. And uh, although you can't see it, Nimby, the, the real cincher is that I slowly peel the mask up. And I just, uh, I like have my face and I like bring it really. And I like, <laughs> and I like smell his, his face. And I, uh, and then I'm like, I whisper. I'm going to have to go pee myself. I'm sure you taste even better. And then I um, I smash the mask back on, and I kind of like hunched crawl back over to my weapon. I begin saying a prayer 
to the to the darkest god, darkest Kurgish god that I know. Oh, I say a, a prayer to Click Clack. Yeah. That's what I do. Aww. I bring it full circle. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why you had to Click say that clack. so cutely, though. Like, <laughs> I bring it full circle. Smell <laughs> yeah. this dwarf's face. And he pees Oh, himself. it's so cute. I'm terrifying this poor creature, and I'm going to do it in the thing that makes sense yeah. in the story. <laughs> Your effigy, your burning effigy to the cruelty of the gods begs your pardon and your blessing. Let my blade be sharp so that his flayed corpse stone shines brightly and red. Say, And I'm like kneeling in front of my weapon as I like run my hand across the, the blade and shaft. And then I have my head bowed. And uh, and my eyes closed. Uh, Got it. What Got are you it. Doing? <laughs> so I am absolutely like flabbergasted by this entire thing, and yeah. almost miss my cue because I'm watching this like he's gonna kill him, like he's well, gonna give also... him a heart attack. You've also Before. definitely missed your cue to get me. You never threw that mauser came and got me no. at all. Oh, that no. that you were way too in it. Yeah. So the one thing that snaps me out of it, right before I'm going to uh, like miss my cue completely, I see the sock that he pulled off the dwarf's head and realize that I'm wearing the other one. So I snatch that sock off so that if we end up in a situation where he's like, wait a second, you're wearing the other sock that, that I was blindfolded with. Anyway, so that kind of puts me back in, in business mode. So. Nice. Me not wanting to be outdone with the phenomenal stage acting I've just seen, I uh, in a in a kind of uh, I kind of scuttle out and just bring the and of course like we talked about this thing's like a um, it's like a like a piece of sheet steel that just is really really super bouncy the end of this beater spear thing, so I hit him with the broadside and it blah, makes this big crazy noise, hit him on the back of the head. Okay. Igor. Yeah, so I go, I go crashing. I think he hit me a little too hard, and I, you know, I'll talk to him about him, you know, later. But uh, yeah, I go <laughs> splay myself onto the to the dirt, just a little bit of dust rises, and I lay there motionless. Okay, so Nimbus turns around and he sees the dwarf who is still tied up. Go ahead. Wait, let's just go ahead and paint this this word picture for all of our <laughs> listeners at home, because this absolutely terrifying creature is like threatening this poor poorly made dwarf threatening to eat its flesh and like deliver its soul up to click clack and do all of these heinous things and then it goes to pray this equally terrifying prayer and then and then an absolute madman Wearing nothing, just painted in mud, handprints all over. Because you said you took off your robes and your sock, so you got. You also referenced in an earlier episode that there's nothing under the robes because you oh, like the airflow. I? I did, didn't I? Yeah, yeah that's called so going. So you nap, are yeah. fully yeah. nude, just yeah. mud painted <laughs> up, run out. 
wango right across the back of Vigor's head with this thing that sounds way worse than it actually is. This dwarf is so confused, like so confused and terrified because the thing that was about to eat its soul, because you were playing yourself as a demon, has yeah. now been bested by an insane person, an insane <laughs> naked person with but nothing but mud on them. So that's I mean, where we be, are. To be fair, this is the most zoanthropic we've seen Nimbus in quite some time. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Let me tap back an, into that. Yeah, an easy roll to slide back into, I'd imagine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm just saying. What the what? <laughs> <laughs> Nimbus, what are you doing now? Oh, uh, so yeah, in the same like goblin-like fashion, or 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 golem-like, you know, with one hand on the ground, like real low, kind of scuttle over, and I look at this this uh, poorly made dwarf. He's still tied up with the whips, right? Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a flesh-like whip. <laughs> okay, a hide perfect. hide whip. Yeah, okay, perfect. So I just scoop him up with the arm that's not holding the spear. And just full bore, like half scuttle, half run, all the way past. And as I go, I'm pulling the whips off of him. And uh, right about at the way I pictured it was, we were a little off the trail. There's like a trail that leads up over a crest and then down into the clearing where everybody is, or the yes. the bad guys are. So right when I'm about to hit the crest of that hill, and and I'm assuming Pith again, how I had it pictured was Pith was like off to the right. Oh no, here's here's what happens. I went forward to check out the encampment area, and I'm right. pretty sure if you're running, are you running in that direction or the opposite? No, I'm running in that direction. So if you're running in that direction, I am crawling on the ground, and I doubt you see me while you are running with this man. And I would bet 100% that at some point in your running with a man thrown over your shoulder, you then trip upon what looks to be <laughs> a partially scarred, forearmed <laughs> lawyer type in a barrister wig. <laughs> On the ground. Okay, so let's say I let's say I well no I'm on the path. You would be okay. off the path, right? Yeah, I'm off the yeah. path. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Do I see him then? Do I see him running? Do I see so, Nimbus no, running? No, because you're still concentrated on the camp. Okay, cool. And he's well, I'm fully crawling. Nude. I'm crawling. He's fully <laughs> nude. He's not making noise. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's debatable. Great. <laughs> Um, well, I'm, I am crawling back in the general direction of that scene, but I'm crawling on the ground. So yeah, I don't know if I see any of this. So what I'm going to uh, do is... Test, I'm... test luck, like, without taking a point away from it, but just give me okay. a luck check. Uh, I got an eight, and I currently have eight left after the last one. All right, so you do see naked Nimbus with a poorly made dwarf over his shoulder just booking it. Okay. All right, Nimbus, so I... what are you doing? <laughs> so, okay, so here's my plan. I'm going to pull the whips off as I'm running and toss mm -hmm. them to where I saw her, where I saw him, Pith, into the woods off no, the trail. You, you, oh, you did see Way Pith enter then, the yeah. woods. Right. Okay, cool. Right, right, right. So I'm going to toss them off there and, and look for Pith around that vicinity. Pith, are you making any gestures to get Nimbus? So as soon as I see him... 
uh, like kind of running in the general direction, I want to try to stand up and duck behind, like keeping like as much coverage as I can in the direction behind me. I want to try to kind of like duck in front of something and and whisper shout, you know, like grandmas do sometimes. <laughs> like, Nambi, over here, down, quiet. <laughs> so, so I I put a finger up to my lips. And then I, I tell you to like to get down and I continue to run towards the camp. When I get to the top of the crest of the hill, I put the little dwarf down and then in my savagery, I just bow in front of the dwarf. <laughs> so I've set the poorly made dwarf down at the top of the hill and then I get down on my knees like, and look at him and then just prostrate myself before this dwarf. Right. And he's like hyperventilating, like clearly shook over what's ha- just, just what in the hell is happening right now? Like I almost get my soul eaten by this demon, and then you weird naked dude just snatch <laughs> me up and run me back to the camp full of people I don't even like. Like, what is happening right now? So I, uh, I, I look up wild eyed and I, I say, um, like I pat myself and I say, save tiny God, save tiny God. And I, I prostrate myself again. Why do you think I'm a God? What's your name? I say, uh, I look up and I say, um, uh, <laughs> I say, uh, I say, Zed, Zed. And then I just prostrate myself again. Zed, Zed, what is happening? Why did you do this? Like, I don't even know. Oh, oh. My stomach ulcer's <laughs> acting up. <laughs> I'm I'm not equipped emotionally to handle this. Uh, what? Why did you? What? I have. Can I go? So I like, I like kind of like, like like I'm scared of him. Kind of I like kind of half creep up to him, and like take his hand and put it on my wrist, like, and then I'm like. Like, go with. Go with. You're coming with me. And I nod. (laughs) Okay. I don't want to go back to the camp. And I act like I don't know what camp. I don't... I don't want to go back with the others. Okay. All right. Look, I'm... Yes. Okay. Let's go. And he just about faces from the direction of the camp and just starts trudging in the opposite direction towards where Boston is. Okay. Uh, oh God. I need to not introduce them to each other because I don't want to have to have that conversation. 
So as as they're starting to walk back up, I imagine that when Nimbus called out to me, I've kind of kept an eye and I've been slowly approaching them. I also obviously am concerned since he is approaching the ledge that he is going to be seen since I just caused some chaos down there by the three people still in camp. So um, I'm trying to kind of move towards them. As they're starting to kind of turn and head back into the like grove away from the camp, I pop out with my forearms, two on my hips, two waving up in the air, <laughs> barrister wigs squarely positioned on my head, and popping a collar with two of my uh, two of my hands that were waving. I go, ah, ah, Zed, <laughs> over here. <laughs> Do a little yell and try to wave you in. Uh, kind of in my general direction. So wait, you yell? Because the camp will hear that. Well, I obviously am aware that the camp is over there. I'm trying to do the same, like, whisper yell I've been doing. Okay. You know. Right. Emphasized, but hushed a bit. Uh, who's this? And he, like, looks at you, Zed. Who is this? Friend. Friend. So now, at this like point... like a lawyer, and lawyers are not friends. <laughs> so at this point... What he was hoping, what Nimbus was hoping was going to happen is he was going to get this guy to take him back into the camp where he could figure out what's going on and kind of infiltrate. But now he feels kind of dumb, naked and smeared with mud. And now, like, when he doesn't even have to be acting like a savage. So he's still playing this out because he's not sure what to do yet. But he's, he's, a, he's a little embarrassed about being naked and covered in mud and having to act like this in front of him. Yeah, yeah. So I, I walk up not playing a role at all besides myself. <laughs> and I, I say, uh, I look down at this little dwarf guy and then kind of back over their shoulder and I go, uh, hey, yo, buddy, are you one of those, one of those guys that have been tearing down the bog? So they brought me here against my will and made me stand guard for them for their stupid art exhibition, and I hate it, and I don't even want to be a part of this, I just want to go, I don't know, I, I want to go explore and, and see the spheres and, and meet new people, and I don't want to have to be a bad guy. So Nimbus ah. just, can't, Nimbus straightens up and goes, the thousand pound canvas. Wow, I'd forgotten all about that. Wait, what do you know about the Thousand Pound Canvas? It's a long story. Has anybody seen like a pool of water or something? I feel like an idiot standing here smothered in mud. And weren't you stupid a minute ago? I'm, no, I'm always stupid. I was just acting a little different. Hey, so uh, listen, buddy. Let me let me help let me help draw some uh, some conclusions for you. I see you seem a bit confused. I saw that. Uh, that body that my buddy here took care of back in the little grove a little bit ago. Uh, I see you had some problems on your hands, but I am happy to hear that you're a traveler. We ourselves are also travelers. In fact, love is a fungus and bogs. Uh, so I'm happy to see a, a person who's not so inclined to want to tear it down. Uh, and I put out two different hands, one left and one right. Two are still on my hips. <laughs> uh, in an effort to kind of shake one of his, I'm giving him an offering. I don't know what to do with him. I haven't been a humanoid before. <laughs> I say, uh, you can call me Pith. This here, Zed, Nimbus, he's got a lot of names. He's a good guy. I give him a little pat. <laughs> Pith yeah. and uh, Nimbus. Um, my name is Bob. Um, 
I, uh... Word. I guess it's a pleasure to meet you. Thank you for saving me from the weird demon person. Um, yeah, that's really... another... What? Yeah. I no, mean, no, 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 don't, no. Don't, don't worry. Don't worry about it. I'm sure it'll be fine. Oh, wait, seems... wait, wait. I have... This is gonna overcomplicate everything. Let me just, <laughs> like, let me just make a guess. This was all an elaborate ruse, wasn't it? That, the good word, that's my word of the day, <laughs> is ruse. Yes. So you thought I was with them, and you thought that mm. you could capture me and then pretend to free me and get me to take you into the camp where you could stop them from doing what they're doing? Well, Man, you see what you was are actually... so bright. I need to wear, have my sunglasses on right now. You so, are shining right through our little ploy. That's that's fine. I hate them. They're horrible. Um, well, if uh, if you hate them, buddy, I got some good news for you. Perhaps we should go back and get another companion, though. Uh, I think I think the encampment oh, no, might I don't be a little like busy. I don't like him. <laughs> oh, he's he's, uh, he's he's horrible. It's a common it's a common concern of us, to be totally honest. He doesn't get along with everybody. It comes uh, in. Yeah, that that comes in waves. Like he'll probably be fine for a while after this, and you'll really appreciate his company for for several days. Once he, he gets it out of his system, you know. Huh? Yeah, well, and he that was me flabby. Well, Not that flabby, probably that probably won't stop. He does have some issues with uh, self-esteem and body consciousness, and he doesn't always express them in the best way. Uh, but I promise, the two of us have got your back, and uh, and to me, he can sometimes be a problem, so I'm okay with giving him a couple minutes. But, Nimbus, before we go back over there, I gotta tell you the most wonderful of occurrences that just happened. You will not believe the miracle that the Papa of the Bog has just made happen. <laughs> I look over my shoulder with an unbelievably massive grin and turn back and in a low, very excited whisper, like I just got a great deal at a, on a, on like a naked an item at a store. Private parts. Yeah, I'm not ashamed I'm at all. just standing here covered in mud. <laughs> Listen to your yeah, story. Yeah. Hit me yeah, up. 100%. What happened? So You're yeah, just a I bunch put, of dudes. <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> I put two two hands on your shoulders and leaning in with full enthusiasm, I say, uh, you know that uh that captain that uh got a real gruff attitude that we that we saw before? Well, Papa took care of him. He turned him into a frog, and the men in the camp, they squished him. <laughs> oh wait, the captain's dead? Oh, yeah, no, he's gone. Uh, I mean, I wasn't responsible for it. The good lord stepped in, you might say. Uh, but, really, it was the your own men that uh, that trampled him. I mean, I oh, just turned well, him into a toad. If that's the case, then that's, like, the best news that I've heard in a long time. So, um, I guess, at this point, uh, anarchy? Yeah, I'm 100% here for anarchy. And, yeah, yeah. if that's if that's what we're feeling... I mean, the man that you don't like so much is this kind of his forte. He might be worth grabbing. Oh, so I mean, here. <laughs> let's let's put a pin in that and come up with a clever ruse to yeah. get the rest so, of those miscreants out of here. Hey, since I'm already undressed like this, let's go with the first story, but we'll drag our friend Vigor into camp with us as a prisoner that I saved you from, but he will be armed. 
You see what I mean? I mean, I see what you mean, but I think that the easiest thing to do would be uh, just to take to seize advantage of the wonderful situation that um, I think you said your name was Pith created for us. Uh, Yes, yes. And go ahead and continue to... Well, I mean, we could just unleash the demon on them and rain terror on them. Uh, And I'm pretty sure that they would be convinced that this place is haunted and probably never want to come back. So... So there is no reason for me to still be naked and covered in mud. No, I'd actually really appreciate it if you weren't naked. I mean, uh, to be, if we could to be totally about that situation, that would be wonderful. To be totally honest, this is the closest to God I've seen two companions of mine in quite some time. We got one covered in mud, another one smelling just like home, if you know what I'm saying. And I I feel like we could we could keep trudging on without having to change. If you really feel like some uh some fancy socks are necessary, I guess we could make some time, you know. But okay. I think I'm you both go. look right. <laughs> I'm gonna go get the creepy demon Vigor. And my robes, because I've got lots of stuff in there that I'd kind of like to have back on my person. I guess I'll allow it. Um, <laughs> let's just go back to where he uh, where he was actually seemed like a good place to uh, scheme, as it were. Sounds like a plan. So I go in, but I, I'm, I'm going to go in first and be like, okay, Vigor, listen, your plan worked, but it was fortuitously unnecessary. Are you still laying on the ground, pretending to be unconscious, or are you up by now? No, I'm I, I'm I'm sitting, and uh, I'm just kind of waiting. I, Figaro didn't really plan this interim part, you know. So I was, right. I, I've been thinking to myself, you know, I don't even know where those folks went. I'm not really sure. I probably should have. We probably should have had a rendezvous point or something. So I'm just kind of sitting there thinking. And then you you crash through, and then. I'm imagining you start to say like, "Hey, Vigor," and I stand up still, and I'm in character. I'm like, "Ah, you're back, are you? For a second bout." And then I'm I'm like trying to go off on on like a whole spiel about how like how I'm still the demon, and and I make this vow of revenge, and how I'll eat your soul, and all that type of stuff. But then I'm imagining the other people walk through the wood, and like the casual nature of this poorly made dwarf like sauntering, and he's giving me this look like, "You asshole." Uh, <laughs> My like my like empowered speech slowly starts to dwindle a bit. <laughs> He's why is what is he doing here? I, hello, <laughs> I'm Vigor. Vigor, I'm Bob, and um, I believe the scheme is anarchy, and that's where we're gonna end it. Nice. I dealt Bob that and I are voice. Get along dude. great. I I absolutely I was like what is Bob's like I knew his name was going to be Bob I was like what is his voice going to be and I kind of like so I I, I muted myself during our break and I was like practicing and I was trying to go a little bit like droopy dog with it and for some reason it just took me straight to the meladiest neck beard voice I could come up with (laughs) and I'm it's so familiar. Like the voice is so familiar. I like it's I've heard it so what it yeah. is. Yeah, it's very close yeah. to droopy, but okay. I love it. It's, it's a yeah. little bit of droopy, but droopy's got more marble mouth, and that's something that yeah. like 
Yeah. So, like, it's actually easier to do if you pull your cheeks out because you can create <laughs> that sound. Yeah. And so, like, I didn't want to sit here, like, pulling my cheeks out every time I wanted to talk. Oh, um, no, you kind of look like a poorly also, made dwarf. Uh, <laughs> I've got these flabby cheeks. No, when you pull them out, though, I also, like... uh, but before I forget, can Bob be a nickname because his name is actually Bobble? No. That's a really good poorly made <laughs> I hate you name. So much. Damn, it's so I, uh, good. I have a really. It, it might be. We don't know. Uh, I, so we'll find let's, out later. <laughs> let's do inspirations. Let's keep them quick. We tried last week. We weren't as good as we could be. So I definitely it. got sidetracked a lot. We just uh, love these artists and stuff so much. I know, you know? but. Let's let everybody else go on a journey of discovery. It's true. You're not. Yeah. Can I go first this time? Can I go uh, first? This you time? went first last week. I'm going first. Fine. <sighs> I know. I never go first, so I'm doing I never. It. Did I go first last week? Yes, you did. Oh. Wow. I literally okay. just edited the episode earlier today. <laughs> yeah, I believe you. I just yeah. question you. Anyway. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. All right. Um, so my inspiration this week is I have been on a like so the, last week, so a week ago from now, I was coming out of a, like, didn't get out of bed till three o'clock, major depressive slump. And this week I have been on a hyperproductive, like, emotional and productivity high all week and have just been, like, making and creating and doing all these projects and doing all this stuff. And so... It's kind of a two-pronged thing. Like, the first part is just make something. Just create something. Draw something. Build something with your hands. Just do something fun because that's really what's been feeding into my soul. But the other side of it is don't be scared of those days that you can't get out of bed till 3 o'clock. Because I don't know how, but I, I gave myself the grace to do that for two days last week. And I needed it. And I recovered from this a lot faster than I usually do because I said, you know what? I haven't actually taken time, like a weekend in a while. And so I'm just going to let myself do this for two days. I'm going to get out of bed whenever I feel like it. And it helped. So, you know, be productive, be creative, do all that stuff, but be kind to yourself because you deserve it. And that's my Word. inspiration. Nice. Nice. I like that. DB, that's you're good. up. It's a good one. So I, um, for anyone who's watched Game of Thrones, the guy who plays Jorah Mormont, his name is Ian Glenn, and I feel like he's a great actor. Um, he's also got a really, really good voice. So he uh, does the narration for The Princess and the Queen, or The Greens and the Blacks. Uh, it's a George R. R. Martin book, and it follows, it like um, goes over the histories prior to the setting of a song of ice and fire. Hmm. Um, but it covers like the civil war of the, one of the civil wars of the Targaryens. And, uh, I really like the story. It's really great. It reminds me of, uh, like a history class because you, you see these stories, but then you, you get the added layer of it being told from Targaryen's perspective as well. So obviously the, the, it's like revisionist history in that way. Like certain things are colored and some blah, blah, blah. So there's a lot of complexity to it, but uh, Ian Glenn, he is so good. I wish he could just narrate everything. Um, mm -hmm. So it's been my real inspiration. I've been listening to that uh, at work. And then he also does 
just as a small side thing, he the Game of Thrones extras or whatever, they did animated shorts for different aspects of the history and lore. Um, and he does some of those as well. But uh, those are really nice. great. If, if you're looking for something animated and narrated. So. That's awesome. That's mine. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, they're really good. Carly, you're up. Okay. Um, so my inspiration this week is a um, an artist. Uh, they are on Instagram under Fiefel. I believe that's how you pronounce it. Uh, it's at F-E-E-F-A-L. Um, the name is Linnea. I don't actually know the artist's last name. But this week, specifically, since we have entered uh, the grove full of mushrooms, she's been... Great inspiration. Um, she is a Swedish and Japanese artist who's based out of Stockholm. Um, but a lot of her art is very character concept kind of driven or item, flora, fauna kind of stuff. A lot of neons, a lot of bright colors, and then it's kind of contrasted with some just straight black and white stuff. Um, but she has a lot of things that are inspired by fungi, um, plant life, that kind of stuff. So uh, really lovely blending. And I feel like it even, it's got like a slight like Japanese animation, like almost meets manga kind of flavor to it, but it's still very, I don't know. It's, it's much broader than that. It's very beautiful, very like lighthearted for the most part. She also did a couple of um, tarot card like illustrations, which are really interesting. Like her death one is pure black and white. So a really interesting contrast to her like typical style. Um, but for general like characters and flora and fauna in a place like this grove that we currently find ourselves in, people has been really fantastic. So I've been deep diving on that this week. Highly recommend. Heck yes. Yeah. Send me things. Will do. <laughs> awesome. Jacob. Okay. My inspiration is Carl Kopinski again, cause I got it. Yes. yes. I got my sketchbook. And if you remember, I asked for seven dead flies. Yeah. And I got a zombie man holding seven dead flies. It's so, so good. I'm so excited. I mean, this guy, gosh, this is so much inspiration. It's every it's characters oh. at every angle. I don't want to show too much of it because you just need to go buy the sketchbook. Yeah. But um, I can't wait to like pick up yeah. another one. I'm I'm yeah. gonna build the collection because he's got this is the sixth volume, and oh, then wow. on top of that, he has the big Kapinski, which is what he calls his like big book of art. So. Very cool. I also feel like the yeah. quality of the book, the cover, the whole thing just seems like very impeccable, mm -hmm. which is really lovely. Mm -hmm. And it's great that you like that one, you had something like seven dead flies and that instead of just drawing seven dead flies, I feel like you said this in an Instagram post recently, but like he didn't just do seven dead flies, even in just a hand. He made a whole character on top of that, which is very cool. Like which what, is a, awesome. what an awesome yeah. guy, oh, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that wraps it up for us. We are going to go do other things with our time. And I think this is the point where I say, later, nerds.